You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Tommy, we got to talk about it. We got to talk about this collapse that happened in Dallas. I know the Knicks have moved on to San Antonio at this point, but the Knicks nine up nine, less than 40 seconds, 35 seconds in a game, a game that they had at one point a 99.8% chance of winning. And somehow we are here talking about a loss. Tommy Beard. Happy to have you back. What the hell happened? <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, it's 24, 30, almost 48 hours after, 36 hours after the fact. Um, per ESPN Stats and Info, they went back 20 years. NBA teams um, with a lead of nine or more with 35 seconds or fewer uh, remaining in regulation had lost. Uh, they had won those games 13,884 13,884 and oh, they were um, oh up God. nine, 35 seconds or less. So that, that just kind of gives you, as you said, 99%, 99.9% doesn't even really tell the story. Like it's amazing. The number of things that had to go wrong, um, the number of bad bounces and then not boxing out Luke and all the other stuff we'll, we'll talk about, but it really is um, uh, almost unfathomable that, uh, that everything that that had to go wrong did go wrong. Um, and it seems, you know, it's just, it almost seems par for the course. I remember during the eight-game win streak, it was almost like the Knicks will find a way to to, to, to figure out how to win the, win these games down the stretch, yeah. uh, which was uncommon, you know, which wasn't what we had seen, obviously, the season before, the first month of the season. And then all of a sudden, it, the, the, the switch flipped back to, um, uh, you know, just figuring out a way to lose. And, you know, we'll and and, and we'll talk about it, too. Um, the three of their obviously on a four game losing streak, three of those four losses, they've had the lead in the final two minutes of regulation and figured out a way to lose both those games. So, um, you know, there's there's like. You know, some certain losses, you know, kind tend to, to, to hurt more than others, obviously not just yeah. in the moment, but they linger a little bit. And, um, you know, we'll see if it carries on to San Antonio. We'll talk a bit about that as well. But, um, yeah, just an amazing, I guess, just your immediate reaction when you when as it was going down, your, your thoughts as uh, as you as you witnessed it. Well, watching that game Wednesday night, it was really it was an odd game for a lot of reasons. Of course, RJ goes out early. Um Knicks really kind of hold water for pretty much the entire game. I mean, the, the Mavs hadn't had a lead in the game until overtime. Um, really, you know, they had to lead, I think, 9-8 at one point in the first quarter, and then the Knicks had led throughout. Even though it wasn't a game necessarily, the Knicks ran away from Dallas. They just kind of were in control. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with the play of Quentin Grimes, who had a stellar performance. He had 33 points, a career high in that game. Um, Julius Randle uh, really played well for the first, you know, three quarters for sure. He had a really good first half, as he seems to continue to put together really good first halves. And the Knicks seemed to be rolling. You know, a lot of the players that had to play more minutes, Deuce McBride stepped up. 
Um, he had probably one of his best offensive performances of the season. Um, IQ hit a big three late. So, you know, I'm kind of sitting there just watching the game, you know, as we, you know, as the clock is, you know, we're at the one-minute mark. I remember thinking it in my head, I'm about to tweet this. Huh, this is the best Nick win of the season? Like, considering so – You're the RJ, reason. So you jinxed the <laughs> So, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even I didn't even put it out in the universe. It was literally <laughs> still in my brain. And when when all of a sudden the, the uh, hijinks unfolded. So so I, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, this might be the best Nick win of the season. I know they had some other good wins, but considering the injuries and, and uh, you know, Luca having, you know, 50, like at that time, 50. I'm like, this is this is incredible that they're going to pull this one out. And then, you know, the hijinks began. So Wood hits a three. Nobody closes out on him. Okay, now you're lead from nine to six. Then they throw the ball at Quentin Grimes. Uh, Grimes continues to struggle in these instances where he gets trapped in the backcourt. Now, I think that that was a really quick whistle for a jump ball there. One of the quicker whistles I, I can remember seeing that call for a jump ball. I thought Luca also fouled him on that. But still, okay, jump ball. You don't get the tip. Uh, Luca scores on the end one. Now your your game is a, is a three-point game. Deuce McBride had to make a ton of free throws, which then was another issue where I was like, why is Deuce McBride continuing to get the ball in these moments? Um, I love that the kid's fearless. I love the, the grit that this kid plays. Where I'm happy he's on out, out on the floor. I'm happy he's getting these valuable minutes in his development. But the fact that plays kept ending up with him with the ball being fouled, when you have Emmanuel quickly, when you have other veteran players out there who are better free throw shooters, didn't make sense. He goes essentially, I believe, uh, three for four in these instances. So he misses one free throw, and that one free throw ended up being a big difference. And then you had to play at the end. Uh, uh, you had to play at the end where where Luca, who gets fouled, uh, Quentin Grimes executes that well. One of the few things they've executed at anything, one of the few things they executed at all during that final stretch was Quentin Grimes fouling Luca pretty late in the clock, four seconds left. So you think, okay, you just grab a rebound, Nick's going to win this game. But there's no substitution from Tibbs. Uh, Dallas goes big. They bring in JaVale McGee. Um, looks like Christian Wood initially gets a handle of the ball from Randall, and then two Knicks, McBride and Grimes, right there, both collide essentially onto the ball. They both lose the ball, and then Luca hits this uh, miraculous putback shot from about 10, 15 feet out. And then from there, uh, it was over. And yeah. I know there was an overtime, but you knew the game was over at that point, you knew the game was lost. Yep. And to me, it was like as soon as the jump ball happened, you just kind of knew the hijinks were underway. Yeah. Like it's it's crazy, like to think that to expect the worst that could happen. But even after the wood three, I'm like, okay, six points, they'll be fine. But once I saw the jump ball, I'm like, okay, anything can happen at this point because this is going to get weird. And it got as weird as it could possibly get. And Knicks took another L. Yeah, it's a good point on the um, just the, the minutia of it that I thought that, you know, obviously there was a bunch of different turning points. But the, the Grimes jump ball, you very rarely see that cold. It was a quick whistle. If anything, you know, they, the refs will err on the side of calling a foul, giving them a quick foul. Um, which kind of benefits that, you know, obviously they want to, they would love a jump ball, but they, they'd settle for the foul right away. Um, uh, but yeah. And the other thing um, that, that, that a lot of fans were upset about and rightfully so um, was Tibbs not bringing in Sims um, mm -hmm. to, 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 to corral the rebound on the Luca miss. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, um, I definitely thought fouling Luca was the right call. So I agree with Tibbs on that decision. Yeah. Um, getting him to the line. Um, 
and, and and as you mentioned, Grimes did it well. You know, didn't didn't get him in the act of shooting. Um, let yeah. the, let a few precious seconds, you know, burn off the clock, and then foul him. Um, you know, thirty five feet out from the basket. Um, so I thought they executed that well. And yeah, and then it just comes down to yes, they obviously should have boxed out Luca. Um, that was a big mistake. But you know, if Grimes lets McBride catch it, Knicks win. If McBride lets Grimes catch it, Knicks win. <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, you get it, I get it, that type of thing. You know, like a center fielder and a right fielder. Um, neither one calling each other off and um bull bounces and, and luke catches it and, and knocks down the shot and um yeah just uh an incredible you know and, and even just you know the, looking at the numbers are, are, are it, it's insane 60 20 10 i mean it's just when mm. when you do something that wilt hasn't done yeah like, when you know it's special because like every other record you know like any other monster game you're like oh wilt did this with one hand tied behind his back you know in in, in philadelphia you know 31 times you know um but <laughs> for, for luca to do what he did um was was it was truly a, a remarkable uh performance no question yeah and i, I do want to i do want to play uh luca donches i thought he had a very interesting uh comment after the game talking about the knicks defensive strategy i know in the last episode i mentioned how uh, George Niang talked about the Knicks not playing drop coverage, well, playing drop coverage and allowing him to kind of uh, go get loose in the fourth quarter on Christmas. Now, Luka Doncic is also commenting on the Knicks' offensive uh, defensive strategies. Here's what we had to say about the Knicks' pick and roll coverage. We scored 27 or 60 points in pick and roll situations. Was there anything you liked about those uh, situations in this game? I mean, uh, <clears throat> we know uh, New York is not going to double. I know. I love the pick and roll. Uh, I think everybody knows that. Uh, so just keep keep rolling the pick and roll. So there, Luca is saying that essentially the Knicks don't double pick and rolls. So therefore, it allowed him to get get going. And and he had, as a that that reporter said, twenty seven of his sixty points on pick and roll situations. So this caused, you know, of course, a firestorm amongst Knicks fans and Knicks Twitter because now you have another player commenting on the Knicks coaching decisons and look I'll be the first person to talk about how mediocre I think Tom Thibodeau is as an in-game coach with that being said I don't think I can really blame him for it was particularly that being an issue why the Knicks lost this game the Knicks were up for the entire game for uh, like 47 and a half minutes and they, they didn't lose because they, they all of a sudden played Luka's single coverage in the last 30 seconds. They lost because they couldn't execute in the fourth quarter. So, I'll I, again, usually I'm the first person to say, hey, Tibbs screwed something up. I just don't think this is one of them. I think that the fact that they allowed Dallas to let Luka just go off and really not allow these other guys to get going. Remember, Tim Hardaway killed the Knicks uh, at Madison Square Garden. He was a non-factor for a guy who talked a bunch of a blowout. He had very little to say. Uh, when the game was tight, he was missing a lot of big shots as that game was going down the stretch. Um, none of those guys really went off. Then when he had a good game, besides that, uh, they, they kept everyone pretty much in check, and that's why the Knicks were up. So I, I understood the Luca commentary regarding the reason he was able to get off was because the Knicks didn't double, but I'm happy they didn't. Yeah, um, listen, Luca is going to kill you one way or the other. You know, it's kind of you pick your poison with him. And I th- and I agreed with the strategy. And um, Alan Hahn discussed it a bunch on the MSG broadcast. Shout out to Alan Hahn, by the way. One of his, I believe it was his first uh, um, yeah. uh, com- commentary next to Breen. Um, and I thought he did a good job. And that was one of the things he talked about was, um, you know, uh, you know, limit everybody else let luca get his and and keep everyone else in check and that and and again it worked and you know um 
had the Knicks not fallen apart down the stretch, we'd be sitting here talking about this is maybe one of the best games of the season, one of the best wins of the season. Um, you know, they just really executed from start to finish. Um, you know, just it just fell apart late. But yeah, as, as far as that particular um, aspect of the game goes, again, it's it's pick your poison. A lot of coaches will will sometimes run a double at Luca if he gets hot. Um, but I thought the Knicks strategy you know, paid off. As you mentioned, um, they limited a lot of the other, you know, that without Brunson, you know, Dallas is really limited offensively. Um, I shouldn't say limited because they, they have such a great play creator. Um, right. Interestingly, um, Luca Luca created. 85 points if you if you if you um factor points and assists which is one fewer point than than kobe on the day he had 81 just to kind of wow. give you some context about um you know just how dynamic luca was um but yeah i mean basically you know he's going to set up his teammates or he's going to hit shots himself um and i thought the knicks did a good job of kind of keeping everyone else out of the out of rhythm um as it went down the stretch there and um you know just uh, again if you know you grab a rebound you, you make make a free throw these type of things it, that's the difference between a win and a loss as opposed to um individual coverage i thought yeah and when i think about how i was watching this game like i like because the knicks were up so much i never really sat there and was like oh man they gotta do something about luca like i really didn't feel like they needed to make any adjustments really until overtime because i thought right. at that point yes. you're, now you're playing even and luca's now he's he's on a complete tear now you have to get the ball out of his hands and they right. still didn't Dallas didn't even shoot the ball that well in overtime. Yeah. They really scored mostly on the free throw line to uh, close that game out. But I, I thought that would have been the instance where I said, okay, now we got to get the ball out, out of his hands because now we're playing even. You know, when you're playing from up and Luka is the only one scoring, it's much different than playing even. But, yeah, I think when it came to talking about that game, I, there's just very little I would really put on Tibbs, especially regarding the defensive strategy. Now, do I think Sim should have been out there? Absolutely. I heard uh, one critique saying, well, if you put Sims out there, now you have a bad free throw shooter. Dallas had no timeouts. So if you if they foul, you know, Sims on a rebound and let's say he misses two still, um, you're still up two points and Dallas now had to race the floor to score. I'd much rather secure the rebound and know I have my best rebounders out there than worry about if I get fouled. Because if you don't get the rebound, what could happen is they could beat you, which is what happened. So. Um, so I didn't, I thought that that was a misstep. I think that that was one of those classic instances of Tibbs kind of not coaching the game that's happening. He's kind of just, sometimes I think he kind of freezes in these moments, but, um, especially when you see McGee coming in, but outside of that, I really didn't have much issue with, with, with what he did for much of this game. The Knicks have these issues closing games. Why do you feel like Knicks are struggling, uh, with these, uh, with closing games at this point in the season? Well, I, th I think obviously, um, if Jalen Brunson is in that game, you know, different story, you know, you I think they watch them if Jalen Brunson plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, Brunson really wanted to play, obviously the first game he, he you know, he'd missed all season, um, you know, kids, a warrior. Um, and obviously the Knicks only tripped to Dallas. Um, then you saw Luca chirping the whole game, uh, to, to the Knicks bench, uh, at his, at his buddy, uh, JB. Um, so, uh, you know, again, that that that's part of the reason, you know, you talked about McBride, who, again, if, you know, they get grab a rebound, you talk about McBride. Yeah, he missed a free throw, but um, the, 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 having the gumption to get run towards the ball, you know, a lot of guys run away from the ball in that instance. Um, uh, McBride, Deuce was running to the ball, you know, taking big free throws, made most of them, um, obviously contributed uh, defensively, um, you know, still hasn't found his rhythm, um, you know, shooting the ball quite yet, but but did knock down a shot or two here and there. Um, 
you know, I, you assume that that quickly would have gotten more, more touches, but um, yeah. again, you know, it, it, it is what it is. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out going, fo- going forward, but um, you know, without again, and we saw it time and time again, last season, um, uh, when you have with without a true point guard on the floor, it makes a big difference. Um, that being said, Brunson did miss two big free throws um, in the loss last week. Um, so, you know, but but again, if, if Brunson's on the floor, he's he's the leader. I'm sure he wants to get back on the floor and I, you know he wants to take big free throws um, yeah. you know, the, next, the next time he plays. So um, obviously I expect that to be the case. Yeah, especially considering he had uh, those big misses against Chicago. You know, he's going to want to redeem that. Last thing on this game before we move to San Antonio, uh, if there was any silver lining from that uh, just epic collapse that happened in Dallas, it was Quentin Grimes. I mean, he he was he was sensational. I mean, really, truly one of his, I think that's definitely his best game as a New York Knick. Um, he did have the assignment of guarding Luka Doncic. Luka did score 60, but um, it was it, it was a tough assignment to say the least. Um, but he had 31, 33 points himself, and, and he showed um, a level of shot making that I don't think some people, uh, not me, I don't think you, but some people didn't uh, didn't expect that he could he could provide for the Knicks with RJ Barrett out, lacerated finger, he's not going to be out for a week, um, and, and the other guys out. Uh, what did you make of Quentin Grimes' performance in that Dallas game? Yeah, I mean, as, uh, you guys that have been listening, you guys that subscribe to my newsletter know that. I'm super high on Quentin Grimes. I mean, I just, I just love the, the what he brings to the table on both ends of the floor. Um, I've, I've said it time and again. The Knicks need to get him more shot. They need to allow him to be a facilitator, a creator. Um, you talked about a shot making. Um, it's only a matter of time before you know he's, you know, I, I just, you, you have the confidence that he's going to be a high 30s, 40 percent three point shooter um, for his career, and those guys are, are few and far between. What is the other stuff that Grimes brings to the table that that has me so excited about his potential? Um, obviously, defensively, having a three and D wing um, is is incredibly valuable in today's NBA. And the other thing that really has he's improved by leaps and bounds from his rookie season. And we kind of got a taste of it during the summer league, um, which kind of got Nick fans excited. And we've seen it carry over to the regular season, which don't, doesn't always happen is when Grimes attacks the paint when, when, uh, when, cause he's making three pointers. So defenders are closing out really hard, yep. you know, drives past some shot fake, then get into the lane. Beautiful passes to Mitchell Robinson, yeah. to Randall, to Sims. Um, really sees the floor well. A couple look away passes, a couple bounce passes. Um, you know, to 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 a player cutting to the dunker spot. Um, just really love what he brings to the table. Um, you know, you, you can tell he's just kind of again. He is, I think, less than seventy-five career games played. Um, so he's still kind of feeling his way in the league, um, but plays with confidence, plays with swagger, great size. Um, let, let's hope he can stay healthy. Um, but just just watch this kid grow. Um, and and I've said it before. You know, if we're ranking uh, Knicks that you want going forward, that you know you view as part of the f- future of the franchise, um, I'm not sure I'd put Barrett ahead of of Grimes yeah. at this point. Um, just just because of the 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 potential upside he has that and and that high floor because he's going to be a, an efficient offensive player. That's also going to be uh, potentially 
well above average defensively. Um, we'll see if he can, you know, again, continue to improve, has leaps and bounds to go. So, you know, he's one 30-point game in his career. You know, we're not certainly not going to anoint him now. Um, but, again, um, he just – for those of us that have, you know, have been raving about his potential, um, we've been seeing, you know, a little slowly, slowly more glimpses of it. Um, and the first game he plays without R.J. Barrett this season, um, you know, as, as you mentioned, Barrett, uh, you know, played one minute before leaving with a finger laceration. Um, yeah. Obviously, his shot attempts are going to increase, um, which is something I had been calling for for a long time. I think the Knicks coming into this game were eight and one in games where he attempted eight or more field goals. Um, obviously, they lost this one, um, but uh, I, I don't think you could could place it on Grimes. So, um, yeah, um, I, hopefully, this is the first of many thirty point games. Obviously, Nick fans um, are hoping that's the case. Um, we'll see if he can string together some some positive momentum, starting with um, Thursday night in San Antonio when the Knicks will be without RJ Barrett again. Yeah, and and Quentin Grimes' uh, stellar game, and that was essentially why uh, that game is why the Knicks didn't want to include him in the Donovan Mitchell yes. trade. It's why they 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 held out and they they fight fought and clawed their way to try to not include him in a trade because he has a skill set that the Knicks need that any any winning team needs. Yeah, you need a a backcourt player, a wing player who can defend at a high level and score at an efficient rate. Those guys are gold in the NBA. And Crimes shows a lot of that potential in just, again, less than 82 games in his career. He's not even played a full NBA season in terms of actual gameplay. So that's why the Knicks are like, we can't give this kid up. Uh, you can have RJ, you can have quickly, but we cannot we cannot give up Wayne Grimes. So um, I think that was a wake-up call to a lot of Knicks fans who maybe were wondering why Grimes is so valuable. That was why. And now you got to hope that the Knicks can find a way to utilize it more on the offensive end.